Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Hey, thank you very much, Gary. Appreciate it. It's 7.05 on this Wednesday morning. It is the 28th day of February. 2024. I'm John Reed, and glad you're with us here on News Radio WRVA. So we do have Super Tuesday coming up this coming Tuesday, so less than a week now. And I mentioned yesterday at the end of the show, I found my ballot, so I filled it out. Uh, yeah, God, it was under a big stack of stuff. All these magazines that I've used to really enjoy reading, but now I never get to read magazines. It's like I'm just glued to this phone constantly. So in the office here, I knew it was in the stack of stuff, either in the office at the house or the office here or in the studio or next to the bed or on the kitchen table downstairs in the in the house. I finally found the ballot. Whew, thank goodness. How embarrassing would that be for someone like me who constantly talks about the importance of voting to lose my absentee ballot? But I found it, filled it out yesterday. I drove over to Henrico Courthouse or to the, yeah, to the um, registrar's office. And it was 30 seconds. Walked in, put it in the little box inside. I'm not using one of those drop-off boxes um, as principle of it for me. But I went in and put it in. Easy. So my vote is cast. However, if you haven't made up your mind um, about the Republican primary, you, you can still vote. Tuesday's the big day where you can vote like at your normal uh, voting place. And tomorrow, Nikki Haley is in town. Gary mentioned this. Nikki Haley will be in town. I'm about to post the links to that event. I don't know. I, th- I think anybody can show up um, to go to the Nikki Haley event tomorrow. And I think it's at like 12 or 1230. So it's perfect timing if that's what you want to do. I'll look and I'm going to post that on Facebook. And then I just posted the link if you want to get tickets to see Donald Trump. On Saturday at the convention center, you got Nikki Haley tomorrow and then Donald Trump on Saturday here in town. And then the big vote, you know, we'll see where presumably Virginia Republicans, where their heads are on um, on who they want to be the nominee. I think Donald Trump's probably going to win this pretty handily, but you do have to consider what numbers Nikki Haley will will pull. And then the big question is, even if you vote for Nikki Haley, like as a protest vote against Donald Trump, I mean, some people love Nikki Haley. I'm not dismissing that. But, you know, love Nikki Haley, you'd prefer her, or you're protesting against Donald Trump. Presumably, you're still a Republican. 
If Donald Trump is the nominee, will you still vote for Donald Trump? That's the question. You've got a huge bunch of people that if he's going to win, they better show up to the polls they, and, and hopefully give money and be supportive. Um, so are these people going to walk away? Is this going to be like, and then a third-party candidate shows up, as Howard Gutman was telling us the other day, and suddenly we've got, um, you know, like a Ross Perot situation? Because that could cut either way. You get Robert Kennedy. Does that hurt Biden more or Trump more than these other people, the, the you know, middle-of-the-road crowd, or at least they present them, they try to pretend that they're middle-of-the-road Will they steal from Trump or will they steal votes from Biden? I know the Democrats, as Howard illuminated yesterday, they're terrified that a third party candidate is going to just ruin Biden's chances. You know, the people who are actually paying attention will say, oh, God, we can't go down this. We can't continue anymore. So, well, we'll talk about it some more. Now, when it comes to policy, Joe Biden's made a big deal out of this. You know, he's he's. It's, it's probably pretty popular. You know, I'm going after junk fees. I'm going after anything that's costing you extra money. You know, you buy a hotel online and then you get to the checkout point and you go, wait a minute, it doubled in price because of these fees and this and this and this and this. And so there's this transparency movement, which I'm not necessarily against, uh, to at least tell you up front what the final cost is going to be. You know, they, they get you to click with the low price, but tell you up front what the final cost is going to be so that you're not fooled at the end. And then when it comes to credit card, credit cards, you know, you can get hit. These banks are raking in some money with the late fees, but is that what should you do about that? Should you cap the late fees? Should you ban the late fees? Dan Mitchell is the co-founder of the Center for Freedom and Prosperity, and Dan is with us this morning. So what, what's your take on this, Dan? I know these things are unpopular, but what would your argument be um, if, if this comes up for discussion with the regulators and the legislators? It's a great question because none of us like uh, having all of a sudden an extra charge showing up on our account, whether right. it's at a hotel, an airline, or a credit card. But, but here's the thing that these bureaucrats in Washington need to understand. It's like pressing down on a balloon. If you press someplace, it's going to pop up in another place. Hmm. And if you tell credit card companies, okay, you can't charge more than, say, $8 a month for a late fee, well, guess what? You're going to have costs show up someplace else. Low-income people will probably have a harder time getting credit cards. because Here's the reality. Credit card companies deal with people who default all the time, who don't pay back, and they have to have mechanisms, penalties, incentives to try to make sure that they're not going to lose money. And so it's a balancing act for them. Who do they extend credit to? What are the credit limits? What fees do they apply? I mean, they're not in the business of, of just making consumer credit easy. They're in the business of trying to make some money. And if they wind up losing money because of federal regulations, that's going to have a negative effect. Maybe it'll show up someplace like, I love using credit cards for my airline miles. Are those going to disappear because credit card companies have to somehow recoup the cost of these regulations? Something bad will happen. It never works out the way the bureaucrats say. Yeah, It is interesting. I haven't, I haven't been late on a credit card payment in a while. Um, a, I've had steady employment with extra money, so that hasn't been 
a problem for me. I've got it on auto pay so that I don't miss the minimum payment minimally, even if I'm jet setting all over the world. But there was a period of time when I lost my job and the money was dwindling. And it was that calculation of do I pay this bill or is it worth it to get what a $29 fee or a $39 fee? What do you, what, what is the max out fee that you're aware of for one of these cards? If you're, if you're two days late, seven days late paying it. 10 minutes late well, paying the la- it. <laughs> uh, yeah, the, the last time I got hit by late fees, and it was because of stupidity, just, oh, wait, oh, shoot, it was yeah. the, you know, this day just of the month, it. I forgot to pay my bills. Right. It was $29. I think that is inflation capped and it's now higher. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, I, 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 I've been lucky. I haven't forgotten <laughs> my bills recently. Uh, but whatever it is, it, it, it reflects the cost of the credit card companies having to try to encourage and chase down and make sure that they get the money because they're already paying the merchant. Mm-hmm. So they, they're on the hook for money. And if, and, and there, there's always a certain percentage of, of cardholders who are late or who default. And if the companies are not allowed to recoup the cost of that, guess what? As I already said, it's going to show up someplace else. I fear most likely hardworking, honest, thrifty, low-income consumers who use credit cards responsibly, they're the ones who are going to suffer because the banks are going to look at, well, this group of people are more likely to a default or be late. If the bureaucrats aren't letting us charge late fees, that's just an unprofitable group of people to serve. So I think a lot of the people who will be hurt by this are the people that we should want to help. That, that benefit from having access to consumer credit. Because, again, there's no such thing as a free lunch. If the bureaucrats decide they're going to impose costs on the company, those costs are going to be borne ultimately by consumer. It's the same thing with corporate income taxes. Companies don't pay those taxes. Workers and shareholders and cons- consumers do. Yeah. So it sounds good on paper, but once again, the politicians in Washington, they aren't thinking through the indirect effects of their actions. Is there a happy medium here? Is there a way to set um, some sort of range or, or to, to look at the type of credit based on your credit score, what your, what your fee might be? I mean, is there any way to thread the needle here? And I guess the other question I'd ask you, we're talking to Dan Mitchell, the co-founder of the Center for Freedom and Prosperity. Um, do you think there are banks that – are charging an exorbitant amount that's not just a, a disincentive for letting your bill go without paying it, but is really trying to gouge people. Is, are there examples of that out there, you think? I have no doubt that every business from the corner store to, uh, to, to financial institutions uh, to big tech companies, every business wants to make money. That's what they're there for. Uh, the best way to make sure they behave honorably is to have lots of competition. Right. I right. want there to be lots of credit card companies. I want it to. Uh, I want it to be easy for uh, for new financial firms to enter the market. Uh, that's the way you discipline companies. That's the way you make sure they serve consumers, and that works in every part of our economy. But somehow politicians and bureaucrats have decided, well, we need to regulate financial institutions very heavily. Mm -hmm. Uh, And maybe some of them do behave dishonorably, but we already have extensive regulation guarding against consumer fraud and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Uh, The bottom line is, if they make it more expensive to serve consumers, especially low-income consumers, there's going to be a a counter-response. You know, what is it? You know, for every... 
action, there's an immediate encounter reaction, some theory of physics. Right, well, the yeah. same thing works in economics. You're not going to impose all these costs without someone getting hurt. And selfishly, maybe it's me losing my airline miles, more, more uh, societal, societal, society-wide. It might be low-income consumers losing access to credit cards. Something bad will happen. I mean, we, we've seen this well, you know, years ago when they passed some uh, law uh, you know, capping fees for uh, using debit cards. What happened? All of a sudden, consumers were being charged for uh, monthly service fees for their bank accounts. Because right. it ain't free to put those machines everywhere and to process yeah. everything. It okay, is so interesting. You press down on a balloon and it pops up someplace else, as I already said. One thing um, I don't want to ever praise Senator Elizabeth Warren, so I'm kind of loath to even go here because I'm, I think this probably came from her. Um, one thing that I do appreciate on my bill now is the big box that's very clear, the transparency movement of this is how much you owe right now. And if you take five years to pay it, this is how much you're really going to wind up paying on this debt. And if you pay it in three years, this that to me helps uh, for those of us who are not math geniuses and don't do that calculation quickly and easily. That is kind of stunning. And it it has on several occasions motivated me to say, oh, I'm going to send an extra thousand dollars in and drop that balance really quickly. That transparency movement, I think, is good. The regulatory movement, eh, there, as you point out, there's some consequences to it. Yeah, you know, I, I would agree with you. And, and, and one thing, you know, since we're sort of speaking of what would be good uh, for society, I would love it if in high school there were sort of consumer financial education no courses. No kidding. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, that I, might... I like to think I'm not a stupid person. I mean, I eventually got a PhD, but when I came out of high school, did I have the slightest clue how compound interest worked or right. things like that? No, not at all. And how difficult would it be uh, to have a very basic course uh, giving people that information. Maybe we could start, Dan, by sending the members of Congress to it before they <laughs> spend us uh, into I'm afraid those, those are remedial <laughs> students based on how they budget. Dan Mitchell, the co-founder of the Center for Freedom and Prosperity. Come back again. I appreciate it. Thank you. All right. Thanks. All right. Great talking to you, John. 719. Bye-bye. We're back with more in a moment on News Radio WRVA. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.